Hi, everyone. I'm here today with Barbara Boshin. So excited. Welcome. Hi. So Barbara is, I'm sure most of you know, know her. She has been in the e-commerce world for a long time. Um, it's one of those interviews where it's surreal for me because I remember seeing Barbara speak at conferences when I was brand new e-com seller and she was up on stage and then, you know, fast forward seven years or whatever. Now you're on the show. Yeah. <laughs> It's awesome. I love I love the e-commerce community and how everything just kind of circles around and you run into people again. And yeah. It's really fun. Yeah, I think it's really so been we, like so long, but yeah. Yeah, so we kind of connected over uh, Clubhouse. So you're you're somebody who used Clubhouse too, right? Yeah, I haven't I haven't been on it very much of late. We've just been so busy and you know, between all the other social media and then, you know, I'm not a kind I can't sit there and listen in the background because I'm like, what? Yeah. What? <laughs> you know, like, rewind, start damn it, I missed it. So I have to really pay attention. Yeah. Um so I haven't been on really a lot lately, but Well that's how um, I think that's how we started talking um and, and sort mm -hmm. of I don't want to say reconnected because it was I knew who you were, but I don't think you knew who I was. So it's like we connected, <laughs> I guess, for the first time through Clubhouse. And that's what I love so much about that app. Like I can't even tell you the amount of people that I've either met or re-met or, you know, had conversations with and built it's it's just such a great way to really have a connection. Like once you have a conversation with someone, I feel like it just yeah, I don't, I don't and it, know. it came out like at an interesting time, right? Because we've all been in our little caves for yeah. about a year, and you know, hey, you come out a little bit, but it really was like a, a good point in time for it to sort of erupt and yeah. um, have everybody get get it. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about your background. So I, I think everyone knows that I used to do FBA. I started out with doing retail arbitrage. On FBA in 2000, very beginning of 2014, mm -hmm. um, and uh, so that that's how I got my start. How did you get into e-commerce, or how did you get your start? Um, well, it's um, it's uh, I call it a soul-crushing moment, and um, there's two or three of them that have like really formed where I am now. Um, I was it was my birthday. It was a Sunday. It was 10 o'clock at night, and I was at work, and. I was always at work and um, and the only weird thing this time was there were other people with me and they sang me happy birthday and I was like, how messed up is this that I'm at work? It's not even unusual. We're all here and all it is is work. And I had tried to change jobs. I had tried to change roles. Um, and the, in a way, I, I had a decent salary. So it was like almost like a trap. I wasn't like, well, I'm only making minimum wage. I can just do something else. It was really, you know, a big thing. But I thought, well, I got, I've got a, the only way to do this, to escape corporate is to find, you know, I got to get out of here. So, um, and it was really like, like I said, soul crushing because I had spent, a, I had a long career. I had climbed the corporate ladder and I was like, no, you know, I hit the glass ceiling and I kept getting new bosses and I was like, how can I be the boss? You know, but even being the boss wasn't going to be a good answer. So it took me five years. Um, I thought maybe I would do a Dunkin' Donuts, but I didn't have a spare million dollars or half a million dollars to start the franchise. I was like, that's not going to work. Um, and I started selling. I saw at Christmas time, 
um, that you could sell your stuff on Amazon. And I'm like, sell my what? He said, sell yours. And I'm like, I looked around and my kids had a bunch of old toys. I'm like, maybe I could sell those old toys. So that's how I started. And then um, pretty much just looking and like I sold used stuffed animals. That's what I started with. And um, I would clean them up, make sure there's no rips and holes. Because people are like, ew, how gross. Ew. Like 90%, once you have kids, you realize that 90% of their toys go untouched. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, they open the box, they play with them once, and they're like, mm, no. Um, and, you know, there's two or three of them that look like they've been run over by a truck that they, especially with show, you know, stuffed animals that they love. So I would buy them, clean them. I even had like one of those closet steam cleaners so that they would be mm-hmm. sanitized. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I said, all right, this is interesting. This is what I'm doing. I'm doing hundred million dollar budgets during the day. And I'm doing, you know, I got like a, a 50 cent stuffed animal at night. I'm cleaning up. And, um, so finally I said, you know, maybe this is not just interesting. This is something I could do. And so I said, I'm going to take $500. I'm going to take every spare moment I have. And I'm going to go to every garage sale, rummage sale, thrift store. And I'm going to find all these stupid stuffed animals. And, I'm, and my husband's like, okay um like you already have a really like crazy job i'm like this is this is the way out and he's like okay it was very very supportive and um i know it's it was kind of crazy but i took 500 dollars, which doesn't sound like much money um but times 50 cents a piece that's a lot of stuffed animals and um that turned into about twenty five thousand dollars um, but my wow. estimation. And I Everyone like, always hmm. talked about selling stuffed animals and I never got into it for some reason. But I never did figure out the books. The books was the thing. And I was like, the books eluded me. I was like, they're heavy. I can't find any good ones. I, I think where I am, somebody found the books. And I remember just looking at the stuffed animals going, you know, it's just my, I'm just throwing these away. Like every year, I might as well try to do something with them. And then I thought, well, this scaled to a certain point, but there are there is a limit to how many used stuffed animals one can sell. Um, yeah. And you know, and if I wanted to go on a business trip, so still working, I had to tell my husband to find the um, purple Barney. He's like, yeah. they're all yeah. purple. Michael, it's the one that says one. You know, you know what? Um, if you just let Amazon give you this few, that's nice to even try. Yeah, that's horrible. So I just have to like turn it off when I'm waiting whenever I went away. Um, but then I started getting shoppers. Um, I started doing RA and then at, at my peak, I had 15 shoppers. Um, and then I said, you know what, this works. This was replacing my income. Um, I'm going to, and I had moved, um, to a new job. Then there was a, um, uh, a merger or something and I got laid off and I knew I was getting laid off and I got a new job, like before I even got laid off. That was the, that was the big money then, um, that you could get laid off and you're like, yeah, take me, you know, I don't want to stay. I don't want to keep my job. I, I want the severance. Yeah. And the payout for my vacation, please. You know, initially I'd be like, take keeping the job. I'm like, what am I, an idiot? No, give me the money. Um, and so my last job, I knew, they said, well, it's probably going to be like 18 to 24 months, but you'll have severance and everything. You know, it's just, we're an outsourcing company, so we're always outsourcing everybody. I'm like, okay, I can work with that. And that was my ticket to go full time. Um, and then a year later, I got suspended. And soul crushing moment number two. Um, and if you if you've seen me talk before, I always talk about this, but it really was like critical. Um, you know, I I thought I solved the problem. I was so happy. I had this thing, and you know, it was a bit of a pain in the neck here and there, but it was it was working. And I didn't. And the best part is, I was so burnt out. I was so tired from working. You know, so many hours, like literally, yeah, eighty hours a week. 
under total stress. Like every time somebody, something didn't happen, they're like, can you fix it? I was like, yeah, this is, you know, I was in finance. I'm like, there's only so much math I can do if you don't sell something. Um, but um, when I got suspended, that was like, and I was, I literally, I had, I remember I was at the, uh, we had a little table that I printed all the stickers out um, to go. Oh no, I, I scanned all the boxes in, the products into the boxes. I had ship and scan or scan and ship at the time. And it stopped working. And that's when I knew I was suspended, suspended. And I literally just sat down on the floor and then fell over sideways in a ball. And just said, oh my God, what do I do now? so and hard to get to that point. And you're like, oh, what do I do now? Like, oh. No, it's like, I guess, I'm, I always thought, well, I guess I can go back to work. And it was like the most distasteful sounding thing to me. And um, I uh, hired someone to get, I didn't know what I didn't know at the time. I didn't know right. that if you had a counterfeit and you gave them a receipt and they said, it's okay, you're fine. It didn't really mean that. Mm. Um, or if you had a used sold as new and you showed them all their receipts and you showed them that you bought it new and they said, okay, but it didn't really mean that. Okay. Um, I hired someone to reinstate me. I got reinstated in 24 hours. Wow. Um, but it took them three weeks to read the email. So once they read the email, they're like, oh, you're fine. This is nothing. And I'm like, you know, three weeks ago, that would have been better. <laughs> um, but that was, it was good that that happened because it changed the way I looked at everything. I was like, all right, I was brought up to be responsible. Like, you know, if, if you're in a car accident, it's probably not always all your fault, but it's probably some of your fault. Maybe you're running mm -hmm. a little too fast. Maybe you were yeah. playing with the radio and like, but the other guy cut in front of you, but maybe, you know, so I took ownership. So what, what happened here that could be my problem? What, what is it? Is there anything wrong with my RA model? Well, I do have 15 people shopping, bringing me random things. I don't even know what they are half the time. I'm like, oh, is this the Nike backpack 4572 or the Nike backpack? Four, they're both black. They both look exactly the same, but one has mm. a pocket side and one doesn't you know like all of that kind of stuff and it yeah. was constantly 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 changing so i thought to myself you know this is really not stable there's mm -hmm. too much there's too much um i sat at tj maxx one time and watched a lady go through the entire health and beauty aisle open everything stick her finger in it and then wipe it on the wall oh and i'm like and i'm selling that stuff I got to get too scared to sell TJ Maxx after I went to ASD and listened to, um, what's her name, Cynthia. Cindy? Cynthia Stein. Cynthia Stein, yeah. She got, she got me way too scared to sell because mm -hmm. of, on the receipt it just says beauty or whatever. It doesn't say like exactly the name of what you bought. So how you are you going to use that? You had to number and you had to correspond it to the thing on the receipt with the tag on the thing. So you're taking like 20 pictures to sell, you know, a, a ten dollar item. It's yeah. crazy. So, well, I need to I need to take ownership of this. I, I said, all right, we're done doing RA by the end of the. I get it was like May June ish, and I try to block the whole thing out. So I'm so uncomfortable, but it, it was it's great, but just yeah. uncomfortable. I'm knocking on wood because I don't want to get suspended. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> again. Um, so I went. Um, I said by the end of the year I'll be 50 percent wholesale. Um, I will get out of RA. I'm going to just switch my model um, and move away. And this was before there was, this was just when print on demand was starting to come into being, mm -hmm. just when some of that stuff was there, but it was so hard. And so, you know, like everything like to, to 
make a product was like impossible. KDP and merch, KDP was a big nightmare um, at that point. Everything was just really, really new. So couldn't do that. Um, and so anyway, um, we were, by the end of the year, we were 60%. We were, um, that led to being wholesale 100%. Um, then to private label, then to doing print on demand, then doing all these other platforms. Um, because I got suspended, I was terrified that at any time I could be suspended again. So I said, we need to have some diversification of income. So we started um, selling other platforms and in that process started making software because we needed to be able to get to these other platforms and there was no software for it, which led to other software. Um, and then I thought, Ooh, well, what else should we do? I'm like, we can manage accounts because we're going to trade shows and we're talking to wholesale people that don't want that lose a control on Amazon, but would be happy to have me do it. You know, there you like go. We work together. Right. I was like, okay, did a little coaching. You know, it was terrifying to be yeah. just like, you know, it's like getting fired, but no severance, no unemployment. I think and that's something we should pause and talk about because there's so many things like that where it's like that could have been the end like i i love hearing people's stories because they just push through and find something else and yeah. and also and also sometimes it's a blessing in disguise because it's like it's made it so that you learn so much and you're so much more careful now and and mm -hmm. understand that like you only have if you're going to be on amazon you only have a so much control so you need Absolutely. to make sure that you have backup backup plan because Amazon can shut you down at any time, something could happen. Um, but then also I wanted to back up real quick and talk about the, the transition from working full time to being on Amazon, because I, I love how you were not afraid to just go out to garage sales and stuff like that. Like sometimes if you're in a high up position, like sometimes you can feel like people will make fun of you or like, I love how Gary Vee does it too. It's like, um, like for me, I don't think I would have been able to have the courage to do it except that I timed it with moving to Florida. Mm -hmm. So I, I was a loan officer, like everyone I knew driving fancy cars and made a lot of money. And like, right. it, it was like a, like, it was just such a big pivot to go to, garage sales from where we were. <laughs> yeah. And I, I don't know if I would have had the courage to do it, but because I was moving to a new place and no one knew who I was, it was mm -hmm. like, oh, they don't know I don't go to garage sales. Like they don't know how much I make or who I am or anything. So That's it was true. like I could just start fresh and be who I wanted to be. Um, so that's how I was able to do it. But I think it's, it takes a lot of courage to like do something totally different from everybody that you're around. It, it does. Um... And I'm, I'm a couple of things about my background. One, I'm a contrarian. So, you know, my husband will say something and he goes, go. And I'll say the exact opposite. And he'll be like, well, I think we should do this. And I'm like, you know, I don't think we should do that. And he goes, you're right. We shouldn't do it. And then I'll go, well, maybe we should. Like, my husband does that too. Like, I'm like, do you understand I'm agreeing with you? Like, why are you switching sides with you? Well, maybe we didn't explore it fully. And he's just like, um, what uh, what else i um i took um so when i'm working all these hours back in corporate and i took um a test it's called the via survey of strengths the university of pennsylvania developed it it's 300 questions long and i recommend to kids i recommend to every adult i meet that they take this test because what it tells you is it goes through and tells you your top 
strengths from the strongest to the weakest. And really, once you do that, you focus, and it can change over time, but pretty much it's kind of static. I mean, with kids, it changes everything dramatically. But um, my top strength was I was analytical. Well, yeah, I was in finance. I kind of knew that, and that's fine. Um, creative. And I was like, well, I really can draw stick figures, but not much more. That's you know, awesome that, to have both of those, creative and analytical. That is amazing. Problem solving is what that means, right? So if you tell me, that, and the question is like, what, what can you use a matchbox for? Um, they do that little test. I've seen that. And then people write for matches. And I'm like, we put it under a door. You can put it under a table. You could store little items in it like um, toothpicks or paper clips or, you know, yeah. um, people don't even know what a matchbox is anymore. But, you know, like, what could you do all these things? And, you know, I can go and put about... 50 to 100 different ideas for them. You could fold it and you could, it just goes like crazy. So it's problem solving. It's not really creative in the artistic sense. The third thing that shocked me um, and was said I was brave. Aww. And I said, I said, I'm not brave. What's that mean? And I'm like, I'm not, I was like, so I'm thinking, well, it doesn't mean you're smart. It just means you're brave. <laughs> Yeah, there was a dog in the road that I went and rescued and I would totally run into a burning building to get my, you know, to help people get my kids and stuff. I'm like, but I was like, but like, who? you know what it was? I would be a corporate and the CEO would say something like, how come nobody can tell me what's going on? Like, I'll tell you what's going on. This total, this project's totally upside down. What? What? And I'm like, well, it is, you know, and he goes, why? And I'm like, because you made two rules that don't make any sense. And he goes, and everybody's like, look at it like, oh my God, she's going to be in trouble. He goes, what rules did I make? I said, you said we couldn't sell to, and we was a travel company, said we yeah. couldn't sell this to anything but airlines. How are we supposed to make $7 million if we can only sell to airlines and travel aid? And he goes, oh, good point. You know, but that could have gone terribly wrong too. You know, most people just sit there and go, okay. It's um, being brave. But oh, doing those Hold on one second. Um, just want to say hi to everybody that's in the chat. Hi, Cindy, Patty, um, everybody. And she's asking. Oh, and say thank you, Patty. She's oh, okay. I'll great. type it in. I'll type it in the chat. So, could you repeat can you my uh, um, Jersey accent? So, for anybody listening to the um, replay, she's putting the the link in the chat for the. Um, the, what do you call it? Personality test or? Yeah, the survey of strengths. And it, to me, survey it was just strengths. really helpful um, to, because these are things I didn't know about myself and recognizing myself. And it gave me a lot of strength. Because I think most people don't know themselves. Like you're, mm -hmm. we're all still the same kid we were in high school. Maybe a little old, older, a little taller, but we're all that kid, you know, with the teeth are too big or, you know, my brain might have a big smile, but at the time my face was a lot smaller. <laughs> so yeah. it was, you know, all these different things. And it really gave me, my nephew did it and he came up with an obviously entirely different skill sets than me. And, you know, we defined for him as like, you really should be working for FEMA. I said, he mm -hmm. loves structured organization stuff, high, you know, things that he knows I got to do this, this, and this, and got to get it done really fast and get it all, you know, squared away. And like, you know, and he was, he's an ex-Marine. I said, you really should be doing this. And he goes, wow. yeah, but you know, there were some reasons he didn't pursue it, but you know, he ended up in a very similar job. He needs to work in a team. He's not a solo person and that's fine. 
you know, I think it's good to learn that. Cause I think I'm starting to find that with myself, even like it's been an interesting ride for me going, um, entrepreneur. It has not been smooth sailing at all, (laughs) (laughs) all over the place. And especially 2020 really made me realize, like, I don't know why I'm not around people more. Like I was a salesperson. I'm literally a salesperson (laughs) sitting at home by myself. I mean, this makes no sense. So I know I and it's like some people need to, I need a lot of alone time. And I know from 2020, a lot of people learned they don't like to be by themselves. They don't like to be home alone yeah. um, and working alone. It's too flat. Yeah. Right? Like that's and the whole thing. The great thing about being an entrepreneur is you can figure out ways to like fit in whatever you mm-hmm. need. So that's where like this YouTube channel comes into play and things like that. Like at least yeah. I can always, have interesting conversations with people and find great people to learn from. So that kind of helps, but it's like, I might have to talk to you more or somebody more to figure out my life a little better (laughs) fit in a little bit more of the things I'm good at and a little, take away a little of the things that I'm not. Cause it is, it's, it's this learning curve of like, um, it is, it's, it's, it's a shocker because you don't like, I, like to do analysis there's a lot of downtime right i like to get into the numbers or i like to get into um i love to source i love to do um like my problem is, is I, I know what i love but i don't know how to make it like the only thing i have to do it's like i love children but i don't want to change diapers you know <laughs> kind of thing i love um uh if someone does this i can give you 20 ideas of everything else you can do with that thought, right? I'm really good at um, product extension. I'm really good at thought extensions. So if you're saying like, I oh, I made this, this, and like in the real product world, not print on demand world. Um, and um, I was talking to somebody, he goes, yeah, I have this black plate that I sell. And I just, it's always out of stock. I can't, and, and these people are playing with the price. And I said, well, is it a good seller? He goes, yeah, we sell like 10 of it a day. I'm like, that's pretty good. I said, do you ever think about making a red one? He goes, what? It's not mine. It's the vendor's. I'm like, just go ask the vendor if he'll make you a red one. And then you'll have plenty and you'll be the only one with the red one. You can control the price. You can add all kinds of um, optimization. And he goes, what? He did it. He came. The next time I saw him, he goes, make a red and a blue one now. And they're selling like crazy. I don't even carry the black one anymore because the price is so messed up. And it's just, you know, that's what I would love to do. But how do you just get to do that? Yeah. And, and still eat. But um, I'm working on it. <laughs> there you go. That's, that's what I want to do. Maybe more coaching. But hmm. <laughs> I'm like, how can I just talk to people all day? Like, <laughs> Yeah, that would be great. That would be fun. I'm like, I need to fun. ask Oprah how she did it. <laughs> like, you make <laughs> yeah. money from talking to people all the time. <laughs> yeah, she just had to ask a really good question. Um, anyway. Well, but so then, but, so I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, so I, I'm sorry I derailed you that whole way, but so let's get back mm-hmm. to the story. You you found out that you got suspended, so you were able to re um, get your account going again, and then you built forward. Uh, I love how you just were like, we're not doing RA, we're going to go to wholesale, because like, it's hard to just change your business model, but you need to be, you have to be able to pivot and do things like that. Um, it, it's really important for all kinds of reasons. It could have been any various things that happened um, mm-hmm. to make you need to pivot. So, so tell us that process of how to, like, what did you do the with the 15? was super really hard because RA, yeah, you go out and you number, you can find 10 things, 20 things. And 
you'll send them in and, 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 you know, of the 20 things, 15 do well, five, three do okay. And two, you get burnt on. Right. Um, and then you can't necessarily replen because this is what's out there now. And then there's other, some other guy that's like, doesn't have a warehouse, doesn't have any overhead and 50 cents looks good to them. They're like, I can make it in volume, you know? And it's just like, Oh, it was so frustrating to me because I would find something really good. And I said, Oh, the answer is list things that aren't on Amazon. Well, all I was doing then was making opportunities for other people and doing all the work. So I was like, Hmm, yeah. that didn't work out well. So as I talked to wholesale vendors um, and, you know, moving into that, it was the same thing. I would go through catalogs, I'd go through pricing, I'd come up with a product, I'd get it on there, and then 10 other people would jump on it. Or I'd find the one thing that nobody missed. And I, I don't know that anybody was stalking my storefront or anything like that. It's just the nature of the beast. You know, the next guy that comes to open an account with that vendor takes that list and just goes, oh, look, those three things will do. And, you know, and then the next thing they're on my listing and we're all going to the bottom. Um, so that really frustrated me. And I thought, well, how do I do this and not have that happen? Um, I'm going to do PL. That's what I'm going to do. Um, oh, no, no. The first thing that was right. What was the first moment um, before I did PL? I said, what if I could just get anything? And I was so desperate because... You know, back here is this noise of me having, wait, where's my hand? Back here is this noise of me having to go back to corporate and I'd pull up a job description and it'd be like, um, you know, a self-starter. And as soon as you see self-starter or self-directed, you know, that means like 80 hours worth of work. It's like, we're going to give you a bunch of stuff and you're not going to yeah. have, um, and you need to get it done and do whatever it takes, not in 40 hours and whatever, you know, and then. And, and I'm my own worst enemy because I want to solve problems. I don't want to just go, hey, this is the answer. Might have had an easier life if I did that. Um, but anyway, so I, I would explain to the reps that would come see me in my little teeny tiny little warehouse. And I explained to them about Amazon and how um, what they had to sell me didn't work. I said, well, you know, it's you buy it for $10 and on Amazon it's $14. I'm like, yeah. I said, so Amazon takes like, $2.10 of that takes another $2 and something to ship it. Um, I had to ship it into them and I, I got to have something for the time. So I'm underwater before you even deliver it to the warehouse with shipping and everything. So she's like, Oh, so she would ask to come and show me all the stuff. And it's like, I don't want to see anything because I know there's nothing here. Come talk to me and I'll teach you Amazon. And then maybe, um, you can help, you know, some of your clients and you can learn more. And she's like, okay. And we looked at some things and I told her why this didn't work and that didn't work. And she called me one day and said, can you be in New York at nine o'clock at Toy Fair um, in our booth? And she says, we have a special list. I've explained over what you've told me. I've explained over and over um, to my management and they've come up with a list just for Amazon sellers. So you can have your own product or products. You can buy more, more of them. I'm like, okay. So I went there and I had to buy 1800 of this own product that I would have for myself. And I went home and I told them and I did it. I did some numbers on my, I think I had my computer or my phone. And I was like, okay. And like I threw my chip on the table. It's fine. Take my money. And um, I went home and told my husband, I just bought a bear with a broken leg. And he goes, what? I said, yes, I bought 1800 of them. We can't even give them away as presents if I'm totally wrong. And he goes, 
why did you do that? <laughs> and he was still working. So we had a little bit, but he, um, I was in finance and he was in design. So his salary was like not, you know, we needed both these jobs. We also right. live in New Jersey. So, you know, it maybe if we lived in any other state besides New Jersey, New York or Connecticut it would have been fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, so I bought this little toy and it came uh, four or five months later and we optimized it. And I don't know if it was, that specific thing, it's just the teddy bear. It's nothing that special about it, but it was mine, only me. I didn't have to fight other people. I didn't have to do anything and it did well for us. Um, but because I could invest in it and build it, it became really solid and I did it again and I did it again and I did it again. Aww. And I didn't have to learn privately. Well, I didn't have to learn how to import or do freight forwarding. I didn't have, I mean, I would learn that later, but I did at that time, this was like, already done for me. Here you go. It's all to yourself. And that started me thinking about other things. Like what else could I do? So wait real quick. So is this called white label? Is that the term? This like, is what it was there. It's not white label because it's their branded items. Oh, okay. So you didn't put your brand on it at all. This is exclusive, right? Yeah. Oh, this okay. is just, I see what you're saying. So it's like right. wholesale, but exclusive. Exclusive wholesale item. Right. But Got in large okay. companies, um, and large, you know, so it was not like inexpensive and it was a lot of money, but I was, you know, this, this treadmill of wholesale, find it, sell it, lose it, find it, sell it, lose it. Um, where that, where wholesale started getting really good for me though. Now this was in the beginning, like I didn't know anything. And I went, the first time I went to a trade show and went to talk to a vendor, I thought I was going to throw up because I'm like, oh yes, I'm a professional. I'm, I'm a professional seller. I'm so good at this and I'm like if they only knew that I don't know practically anything and I'm just doing the fake it till you make it I'm trying to stand up tall and you know just ch I, I ask a question and be quiet oh this is lovely what is this and I'd be quiet never led with Amazon it was funny one time I was at a trade show and I'm talking to and, and now I'm learning that I can start to do white label right because I, I figure out more about private labels maybe a year after the, the teddy bear thing. And I'm talking to vendors. And I go to my trade, I go to a trade show, I'm wearing a suit because, you know, I came from corporate and they're wearing suits. Why would I not be dressed nice? And um, and I'm asking them questions. I have a little book that I write everything down in. And some guy come, two guys come in. I wish I knew who they were. They probably were somebody like famous in Amazon land. And they had Bermuda shorts on. And they lean in and they say, hey, do you sell to Amazon sellers? And the guy goes, no. He goes, good. All right, bye. And I was like, but I said, I'm an Amazon seller. He goes, yeah, you're not them. You're fine. You, they just want to know if they got some stuff they can turn around. It's like, I don't want to be bothered with that. And it was that happened again and again because I didn't start with the Amazon thing. I ended with it. And it's like, and, and the best thing I could hear was we don't sell to Amazon sellers. And I was like, why not? It's like, well, I do that. Like, well, um, so you won't sell it to me? And they're like, well, we can't. I'm sorry. It's Amazon sellers. So, well, why not? If you don't mind me asking, it's like, well, they don't like to, make, they always underprice everything. They always bring, the, they cut the price. I was like, well, I don't do that. I like to make money. Like, oh. And only one time did that strategy not work. And it's like, no, I like to make money. I, I like to you know, partner with my vendors so that, I don't have to keep finding new and new vendors. I want to be, you know, together with you. I represent you on Amazon. And it worked over and over and over. 
one time somebody, I think he was just exhausted with all the Amazon sellers and he did kick me out, but that was one out of maybe, you know, 800 people I talked to, but, um, so just keep chipping. Just everything is like chipping away. Like we we're supposed to be talking about print on demand. And I know we'll get there. Guys. We'll get there. <laughs> like, I, I love hearing your story. <laughs> I think it's helpful to people to see people like where they start and where they go. Cause it's the same with print on demand. Like you might not be just uploading to merch by Amazon for the rest of your life. Like there's so much more, but it's like bit right. by bit. It's like staircase. Like you wouldn't have wanted to go straight from your job to private label. Like you needed to go through that process of selling yeah, teddy bears. And then it was a scary because it's so much thing. money, right? Like yeah. to go from my job to private label. And, and a friend of mine went to China and she was there with like a dozen people that this is the first thing they were going to do. Like, I like, I couldn't, I, my parents were, um, I was the first one to graduate college. Um, I was also the first one to get, you know, back to college and get my MBI. So, you know, my father was like, I could have graduated, like, I don't know, pretend college. And my father would have been ecstatic. I don't know what pretend college is, but, um, you know, like I could have graduated from ice cream school or something and he would have been like, this is amazing. Um, and so, but they were, my father was a builder. My mom had sold estate jewelry, um, you know, as, as her part-time thing, they ran a little flea market in our town to raise money for the local fire company. So I sort of had that like flea markety bargainy thing. Like, you know, my parents grew up, like you never, you never just go out and buy a car. You haggle. Like I hate haggling, but you never do. Like I don't want to make it seem like we were always, but they had to be thrifty because they didn't have a lot of money. And um, we weren't. You know, I remember talking to some people when I was at corporate, and they're like, "Yeah, we didn't even have milk. Like we didn't have milk. It's like we had powdered milk growing up." I'm like, "What's powdered milk?" You know, so we weren't that poor, but <laughs> powder, we weren't powdered milk poor. But, um, you know, we, my, they were just very conservative um, about spending money. And it made, it did seem, did make it easier to buy used stuffed animals from that, coming from that, you know, background. And seeing like every, that everything has, my father was the king of residual value. I remember yeah. learning that in college and going, that's my dad. Aww. <laughs> I throw out an old dryer because it becomes a bathroom heater. <laughs> he would jigger it, and now he's got a bathroom heater, so when he'd get out of the shower, it'd be nice and toasty for him. Aww. So that's <laughs> there running a blow dryer on your counter while you're taking a shower, but it's okay. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I guess you're right. It's the, pat. like, I think a lot of people, like, if, if like, we're seven, you know, I hear all these people say seven-figure sellers. We're seven-figure sellers. We're not 10, we're not the nine million seven-figure, we're a lot lower to the bottom. Um, but I think more importantly, it's that we haven't always been. It was a process of making a lot of mistakes, some of which I still own, um, making a lot of pivots, finding things that work and really doubling down on them and working hard. That was another one of the things I think that my skills is I work really hard. Again, not always smart, but hard. Um, and I think if you're willing to put the time in, you put the energy in, um, you can do it. You know? Absolutely. And did you have to work some of those 80 hour weeks when you went on your own too? Yeah, but it was different. <laughs> so different is, though. <laughs> yeah. The difference is it was for me and I could pick what I did and I didn't have like a CEO coming going, Hey, I have an idea. 
I need you to do this analysis that um, like, I think we're going to do this, this, this. Can you make an analysis that supports my assumption? Oh, and I, I don't, and you don't have to stay late because I don't need it till 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. I'm like, you know, it's five o'clock right now. And I can't and just whip that up in an your, hour. Like if something is happening, like it's your birthday, your kid's birthday or whatever, you can stop and celebrate and then work hard another day. So it's yeah, so much more flexible. Exactly. So much like flexibility. You know, that's what I bought was, I don't know. We're trying to move more things out of touching. So this year is our big print on demand year. Perfect, um, guys, we're at print on demand. Sorry, 38 minutes in, we hit it. Uh, Travis is saying hi to both of us. Hi, speaking, Travis. Speaking of which, another uh, Amazon seller, but now we're getting everybody excited about print on demand, so. Yeah, yeah, I'm really, yeah, so I'm really excited. Talk about print on demand. So how'd you get into that? What are you doing with print on demand? Um, well, I did, like, when it first came out, it was the shiny red button, and I started doing all my merch shirts, and I realized, you know, I still had the, I have my new day job, right? So I was doing that, but I realized that that, for me, unless I figured something out with that, um, uh, at that time, was a numbers game, and I didn't have the time for the numbers game, right? So um, the, the trendy shirt, the thing like that, I wanted to build something, um, if I was doing it, and it took me a while to figure out what that would be, um, that was a business that had a basis, right? So, um, uh, Travis, I'm not going to say what I want to divulge what he said on, um, when I was interviewing him, but, um, basically you want to find something that is when you, you make a set of designs that are integrated. So you can do pillows and, um, bed sheets and curtains in a design set, right? And you market that as a product, not as the, 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 the cool, the latest cool, um, phrase t-shirt. Um, so while we did okay with merch, we did it for a while. What I ended up using merch for as I started going around the country and speaking was to make my print on demand products to hand out. So I made my merch. One of my biggest sellers was my own merch shirt that I would use that it said, um, hustle. It's what we do. And it was a t-shirt that I handed out when I spoke. Um, I also made books that you um, on KDP and the books are trade show journals. So when you go to a trade show, like I said, I would go to talk to them. I had a book that told me every question to ask and take notes because I found when I left the trade show and went home without that book, I had a bunch of cards with like tiny little scribbles on the back that I couldn't remember what I talked about because there was no room to write anything down. So I mm -hmm. made a book um, that I don't know if I have one here. Oh, I think I do. Oh, and hi, Mike. I see Mike is saying that he's here. Hi. And Cindy's saying she loves the conversation. I made this book. I can't say. I can't okay. do it backwards. Yep. Um, and what's in it, as you can see, every time I talk to a vendor, I put their card in there. I take a bunch of notes. I write everything down. So it looked pretty smart when I'm sitting there talking to them. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's really cool. You know, like, let me write that down. Oh, how much is the minimum, you know, order quantity? What's the opening order? Yeah. Um, what are your, do you have any volume? What's how, do you have shipping levels? Um, I'm thinking about doing these products and I could ask them and have really good conversations with them. And then what I would do is I, since I had it with our company name on it, there we go. I would hand those out of trade shows and they were easy to carry. You know, I could bring a half a dozen of those, a half a dozen t-shirts and um, it wasn't a way a ton. 
Then my business partner decided we were going to do magnets. That was a bad idea. They were very heavy. So I think at one trade show, I was like, oh, they all got thrown away. I don't know. I can't find them. Um, <laughs> they, would, they would like be their own suitcase to when I traveled. So that didn't help. But that was really cool. And we made coffee mugs. We could do everything. And everybody goes, well, you could just go and get that done. I'm like, but then I have 400 T-shirts. Right. And that's about the time we decide to change the logo. Or I have 400 coffee cups. Or I have yeah. 400, you know, the, the print on demand is so easy. You can get author copies for those books, $3. You know, so I could end shipping. It's like just too easy. And I priced out um, doing bag. I priced out bags. I priced out coffee cups. Coffee cups, you can get a little cheaper in significant volume. But you can do really inexpensive promos for your own company. So that's one of the ways I used it that I thought was kind of really clever because it cut out all and now, that. Now stuff. when you bring those to trade shows, you can let the other vendors know that you made them and maybe you can help them get their stuff mm -hmm. on Amazon and make a profit from one vendor helping wants, them get If them. I ever get my act together, one vendor said, just call me when you want to sell them and we'll print a whole bunch of books for, and we'll just and I can sell them all day long to all the people that are at the trade show. See, so, there you go. Okay, you know, um, there's a lot of things I can do. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to be the first one, but what, and you say that, Helen, that's funny because I made a print on demand book for a conference I was speaking at with their conference on the front. See, so this is, it all connects. So I interview all different people. Um, Tammy Shrin is very good with doing KDP for other business owners. So she calls it mm -hmm. B2B KDP. Mm -hmm. And so it's similar where it's like you're, you made products to represent you or your business or your speaking career. Um, but you could do that for other the other speakers at the conferences right. you go to or the other vendors. Um, so you like she does a setup fee to help them like get it set up and then mm -hmm. she makes part of the royalty and they make part of the royalty or something. Like you can set it up any way you want to, but that's a whole nother thing where you could just get, you know, five hundred dollars up from each person and help them set it all up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was I was doing I was starting to do that a little bit um, at the start of uh, I guess this time last summer. But everybody was so distracted with you know COVID. It really just was just like listen, I yeah I got nothing. I got <laughs> no like, time or energy. Yeah. So so did you do so you also sell on Walmart, right? Walmart. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because I remember that from one of your um, one of the conferences. So, did you ever try print on demand on Walmart or not yet? Um, we uh, we tried to do some custom um, and some print on demand, um, but we haven't really um, done a lot with it yet. Okay. So it's on it's on the to do list. Um, you know, along like what our biggest problem in I would call like the base business is right now we're having trouble getting product. Um, so I'm constantly scrambling, like, what else can we sell? What else can we sell? Or when is this coming in and having stuff? Because a lot of the, in a lot of the stuff is really, really backed up. So that's do you keep inventory at Walmart. Do they have like a fulfillment thing there? They, or they do you fulfill do it yourself? Have, like a Walmart fulfillment service. But, mm -hmm. um, I guess the way to describe Walmart is like, imagine going back in time five or six years ago and, and being able to sell on Amazon, but you know, everything you know now, yeah. like, would you do it? Yeah. yeah, and you wouldn't be Travis, here now because Travis you'd be a multi-billionaire. Travis said that exact same line um, a couple weeks ago when he was on the show, like almost mm -hmm. to the T, exactly what you just said. 
Travis, I don't know if you've seen our TikTok. I wonder but who I we got that from, Travis. Oh, um, really? Sorry, I'm calling him out. <laughs> Sorry, I thought it was the other way around. Sorry. Anyway. Well, he, he, just, you got him on first, so he gets the credit. It's all right. It's all right, Travis. I'll find you. Um, oh, my gosh. Look what I started. But I was just going to say, I took that line from the video. So I don't know if you've seen it, Travis. And I put it on TikTok. <laughs> so you're, you're a TikTok star now. So that's what happens with um, with Walmart, though, is that, but go back five years ago and how stupid Amazon was with some things and, and take that over to Walmart because Walmart is very clunky. I got a return today and the person sent back, there's 15 bars of soap. They sent back 12 bars, like they got them. They sent back two bars used and they kept the other one. So I told Walmart, you know, they used some of this product and one of them they kept. And Walmart says, could you contact them and see if they could return that to you? I was like, it's still going to be used and unsellable. Why are you making me do that? So you have all that stupid yeah. um, and just just there's a lot. There's a lot to do on, on Walmart. But I really do want to start doing the, the print on demand. Um, yeah. We do a lot. We do a similar thing that that Travis does, we make our own print on demand. So we do offer um, our sweet spot with the print on demand is the custom. And um, I know he has a way to manage it and we, we haven't gotten there yet. And Walmart doesn't have a way to manage it that's easy. But I think that's a huge opportunity there. So yeah, you guys have to keep me in the loop of, of that because I don't think I mean, I don't know. I try to keep a pulse on everything, but I haven't heard too many people talk about selling print on demand on Walmart or even knowing what fulfillment company to use because um, I don't know how easy, I don't, I don't know. So keep me updated. Like I'm sure if you yeah, have, we have, a, we have a, a whole Walmart discussion. Um, the thing that you can do custom on Walmart, like one of our clients does custom on Walmart. Um, they do it like uh, they it appears to you as if you were buying from Walmart, um, but it costs them an arm and a leg, an arm and a leg to get that going. Mm. You know, like each individual listing was like a few hundred dollars to, to get that set up. Um, it's, I know I was looking to do how do you add a video to Walmart? And so they said, oh, you can go with this company. It was a thousand dollars just to start the discussion. And then two hundred dollars a video, and you had to do the video. They weren't doing the video for you. Um, and every year it was two hundred dollars a skew, um, plus each variation was another twenty dollars. I'm like, this is hosting. You don't charge this kind of money for hosting, you know? Like it's ridiculous. Um, and then I figured out how to do it. So too bad. Nice. Yeah. So if you you can, it's it's not easy to explain, but it's not hard to do. So it's like wow. It's like ridiculous, like the things that are out there that people are, you know, offer value. And don't, that's ridiculous how expensive it was. But anyway, I don't mean to whine. Um, but that has been really, I think there's a really big opportunity for doing that on that marketplace. Um, yeah. Because it is a little bit more opaque than Amazon. It's harder to see your competitors. It's harder to um, work through that. Uh, so you can... Just, it's. I think the best bet for anyone on Walmart is to own your own space there. Yeah. So, do you do? You were starting to say about print on demand. Like, do you do like a bundle? Is that what you were starting to explain? Like things that match. 
Um, oh, so the, you, so I think opportunity, um, so we've been doing a lot of Printify. Um, okay. I'm, I'm trying to do what I've been experimenting with this year is to do um, without giving it all away because it's so new. I, I don't, in, you know, it's been a lot of work building a social media presence, building a community, um, softly marketing some products in there. We've had a very, one or two sales. I mean, really softly marketing it. Um, I think we need to get the community, you know, into the, uh, we, I think we only have a couple hundred people right now. It's steadily growing. We're getting like a hundred people every week. Um, but when we get to like a thousand or something, it'd be more aggressive. Um, but in doing that, I realized that there's a lot of opportunity that people, when I go on Etsy and I see the print on demand there, or I go on um, uh, different places, um, Zazzle, things like that, people make a pencil case and they make a backpack and they make a, what else would be, um, say, so we'll just leave that as an example. Why not make the backpack and the pencil case the same pattern and sell it as a bundle and market it that way? Why not do a baby hat and an adult hat and put the two together? Yeah, I think um, bundles are huge. I mean, bundles were huge, even just selling on um, Seller Central on Amazon. But before okay. print on demand, I would sometimes make bundles. Um, so with print on demand, I think it's a great, great option. Um, sorry, I'm a mess. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's something to learn. And sorry, Patty's asking, do you have any kind of class or training on how to do Walmart? This is what I'm saying for you and Travis and anyone else. Like we, none of us really know how to do it. So there's a big opportunity to do something like a course or a mastermind group or something. Um, well, we have, um, we have software that helps you sell on Walmart. So if you're, um, have a bunch of product on Amazon that you want to move over to Walmart. We hold your hand. We help you get everything loaded. We troubleshoot the listings. We make sure it's set up correctly. Guess I should put that in there. Yes, and there I, I think I forgot um, to put that. I put her. I put your Facebook group, and I'll add other links later okay. too. But um. and um, we have some how tos in our Facebook group. Um, on selling, I believe there's some selling on Walmart. I've got a list this long that I just have to format into something cogent um but it, it's not hard it is very similar to amazon um but there's just so many little opportunities that you know you can take advantage of again like you know what you know on amazon so what if you just like port that over to walmart because they're like running really fast behind but they're way back there um like what brands can't you know, like all the brands on all the ip and all it's not over there yet all the cookie crazy stuff. Um, but we, you mentioned bundles. We actually use print on demand to make products, um, bundles on Amazon. So we sell a teddy bear and a book and we make a bag um, on print on demand. I'll make a little drawstring bag or a little bag and to hold everything. Or we make a blanket and we print on demand it and we put that in there and we make it. So we have branding goods that we're bundling with not branding goods but that resonate with it. So um, I like to use teddy bears since that was my start. Like we might have a teddy bear and then I'll make a print on demand blanket. Um, they are surprisingly inexpensive compared to some of the other print on demand things. And you put bears all over it or you just put B, 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 B is for bear. And then um, you can bundle that. It makes it unique. No one can copy it. 
Um, you actually, and to make sure you don't get copy, you put your brand name on it as well. So now you've got a branded bundle that you can invest PPC in, you can invest the optimization in, um, you know, you can do KDP books the same way. You can make a KDP book, um, make the same inside. It can even just be like a coloring book, but put a different cover on it. And one cover can be, um, uh, about safari animals. Another cover could be about farm animals. Another cover could be spaceships. And, you know, when you can match it to whatever you're doing. So, um, say fungible. <laughs> I just learned a whole bunch about what NFTs were last week. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't even talk about that. How many people lost money last week? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Ooh, what's this thing? Um, and, uh, so, it's so flexible that you can do so many things with so little effort. I mean, that trade show journal, um, I, I didn't, I, I said, you know what? It'll be super easy. I'll give everybody like, lots of colors and stuff. I made like 50 covers like in a day, right? Yeah. And 50 books, like boom, boom, boom. So, so simple, so easy to do, but it's a cheap, easy way. I'm like, you can go get books printed, but you have to get hundreds of copies. Yeah. Right. But if that bundle doesn't work, I don't want hundreds of copies of this dumb thing around. You know, I made a yeah. copy cup. Yeah. So yeah. Um, Patty's saying that she thinks she met you at Ecom Chicago. Were you there? Oh, that was where I made the vendor book for <laughs> the JJ Journal for Ecom. Yeah. Perfect. So I was I'm I'm not there. gonna do it this year. I was there. I don't know if I was there. Did I, I saw you this time. I don't remember. Cause I remember talking to you from clubhouse, but the, um, I don't know if I talked to you at the conference. Do you remember? Mm. I, I, I do. I mean, it all runs together, but I do. It all runs together. Speaking. Right. Cause I yeah. did speak at, at Ecom Chicago. Um, man, that feels like so long ago. You're being impressed. <laughs> Oh, and everything feels really far away. I can't wait ago. for conferences and everything again. Like, oh my gosh. I guess they're starting back up. But yeah, I was so excited. I was going to ASD, and then I realized it's exactly the same time as our shore house, so I'm not going. Oh, that's fine. Are you, Travis is asking, are you suggesting buying POD products to be shipped to you, then bundle with yes. another product? Mm -hmm. We spend a lot of time. So, one of the wholesale accounts I have has um, uh, 10 sellers. No, they're down to eight sellers because they kick people off if you don't behave. And um, it's basically, they might have like 300 SKUs, but they have 350 SKUs because I've taken um, 50 of those SKUs and bundled them and made really good bundles. Well, what happens is as soon as I do that, I have a really good run for a while. Um, like maybe they have a dog and a cat. I make a dog cat bundle because they're related characters. And then all of a sudden everybody else is on it too. And it's like, well, I didn't do this and take pictures and like develop this whole, so you could, I understand it's, you know, all fair. What if I just made a product that you can't replicate? Then at least you can go make your own bundle. But nobody, I noticed that we've been on this account for five years and the only one who makes a bundle. Yeah, it's like, I mean, there might be one other guy, but he doesn't do a good job because they don't take off. But so I'm like, no. So, <laughs> well, this yeah, is I, think that you can, if, I think if you also, Travis, to your point, is if you have a really well-selling print-on-demand product, why, and it's, you know, I've argued this back and forth with myself, why not go make it and make it even cheaper 
and sell it straight up, right? Why not use it as a testing ground to see if your idea is going to fly? We and did talk. We did. Um, I'm just looking it up because I'm all of a sudden forgetting the um, name. Oh my gosh, it was horrible. But we did talk. We did have an entire show about this. If anybody is interested in that, okay. about <laughs> taking you're cutting out. I don't know if it's you or me. Oh, sorry. Can you hear me now? Yes. Fine. Okay. Sorry about that. Um, but we did we did talk about that. There are some people that do that when they have something that's selling really well, print on demand. They will mm -hmm. send it into Amazon, sell it, Seller Central. Um, so there, there's so many different ways you can do this. Um, but I also. It's just, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I also like the idea of any of your best-selling shirts creating a bundle on Seller Central. So kind of like what you were saying, um, mm -hmm. but for T-shirts, you could. There's so many ways you could bundle it. You could get like, um, like especially around Christmas time, those like striped pajama pants type thing, mm -hmm. and do like a Christmas bundle T-shirt with the pajama pants, or um, I don't know. There's there's ways you could make it into a bundle. Yeah, you so. could take you could take the t-shirt, make it, put it in a, a matching mug, so it's sort of all encased. Um, uh, put a couple candy canes in it. Christmas gift. Yeah. Or there's so many matching shirts. So like it's a little hard with sizing. I don't know how that works exactly. If you if mm -hmm. two different people need two different sizes, but um, maybe just two extra large shirts or something. But there's like funny like couple shirts like you know the guy mm -hmm. has something woman has something else um so those could be bundles like there's a lot of different ways you could get away with like a medium and a woman right so yeah like it's pretty much a little bit big a little bit you know not necessarily mostly a men's medium fits like probably most women yeah you do a large bundle you do a large size and a medium size and you don't have to worry mm -hmm. about a small size yeah um yeah, and it's, you know, it's a t-shirt, so, and there's so many more products outside of even merch, like if you head over to, like, Printify, um, and uh, what's it, it's, uh, Printful, I think it is, um, they just have so many products, and there's more and more coming out all the time, um, but, and you can, you know, it, we even have um, a machine, we have a, a laser that can make products, so we can make our own products, um, which my I'm not that thrilled with because I can't use it. I can only go, I like this thing. Can we make this? So that's my job. It's <laughs> to source materials and pick things out I like and then then get turned down or, or approved. I was like, I like this thing. So then we started talking about doing even more of that. But um, my friend Mike Perillo goes, don't do it. Outsource it. Outsource it. I was like, okay. Mike is in the chat too. He said that I did talk to both of you at Ecom Chicago. So thank you, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping me in track. Too much, too much going on. Yeah. It's like um, it's, it's like, you know, it all feels like the same, like in a different place, but the same. It's like I don't want to assume that I talk to you because sometimes it's like it's so weird like doing a YouTube channel and everything now where people know who I am because I'm still used to being the one where I know who all of you are and you don't know who I am. So I'm like, I remember seeing you there, but I don't remember if I like talk to you. Or, I, I always like, feel better. Like, I'll talk to somebody, but I've talked to like 50 people and, you know, I'm exhausted. Yeah. I'm tired. I'm out of context. So, yeah. Um, you know, I, at one point, like, and I'm really bad at, like, I'm, I'm not only face blind, but I'm totally name blind. Like, like, you look familiar. I remember you. I don't know from when, 
or where, I mean, when, especially uh, high school, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I told somebody once, I said, I'm going to be honest with you. I know who you are. And I, I, I know that I know you, but I don't remember your name. And I, I just don't want to sit here. I think I'd be like, be an honest person. I don't want to sit here and like, you know, pretend that I know you and you know, I don't know your name. And I said, what is your name? He's like, I'm not going to tell you. I'm like, I'll never do that again. Guess I'll just keep pretending. Like, Damn. Oh, like, I heard my mom going, honesty is the best policy. And apparently that wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Most people actually really don't like honesty. They say they do. And then they really, yeah, don't. I know. It's like, I tried to tell my daughter that she's like, you know, my friend keeps telling me all these things. I'm like, like, she really doesn't want to hear what you really think. She just wants you to say, yes, that's yeah. right. <laughs> Good friends. Good friends don't tell other friends what they think. They just smile and say yes. Unless it's really that. important. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Patty's asking about bundles. And guys, I apologize. We kind of are all over the place. I know a lot of people that watch this show, they're more um, merch by Amazon and Redbubble. Well, most of the stuff we talked about today is more for Amazon Seller Central. So you can sell on merch by Amazon. You just upload a design and then Amazon handles the rest. But on Seller Central, you are the seller on record. And you, there's benefits to it because you have more control over the listing. So you can create a brand new listing and that's where you can do a bundle if you want to, or you can sell it individually. Um, you can do whatever you want. So you can, I think the problem I have with like KDP is for whatever reason, Amazon, we wrote, I always want to, for one of the things for that bear, we wrote a book for it. I had, I hired an illustrator on um, Fiverr and we wrote a story and my husband helped me put it together because he's a graphic designer and um, it was great. But I'm like, you, they don't show anything, but the, they show the cover, the inside page, which is blank, the first inside page and the back cover. And I'm like, so I thought, oh, well, I'll list it myself because I have copies in house that I bundle with the toy and um then I'll add some images. They don't take them. It's uh, like, how do I get more visibility on a product? I don't understand why they would show the inside and have no inside. You can you can request. So I think we you had sort of talked to me about that, but we didn't finish the conversation. Okay, but okay. You can email KDP and ask them to add more images. Oh, okay. Because it's like they're really cute. I mean, I yeah. don't expect this, it's not my intent. To sell the book on um, Amazon, it's actually the bundle, um, and it's actually been really good. As so, if you were selling on Amazon, and you have a good product, and you want to do a product extension, um, you can bundle it with something like we did with this book. Uh, we uh, sell. Let me do the math. Um, almost fifteen percent more product in that bundle. So we sell the product and then we sell the bundle and we get another 15%. Now you, you might say, well, you know, maybe they would have just bought it without the book, but I think the book in, you know, is, is a nice thing. It's a nice bundle. Um, uh, it's actually the definition of bundle. It's why yeah. it adds, I, it's relevant myself, and it adds value. I kick myself all the time because I, I usually am not the type of person that, that makes bundles and does the extra steps like you do. Like, which is really good. But then I am the person who buys those. And I'm like, see, I'm buying them. Like I need a gift for somebody. And I literally will buy a bundle on Amazon or Etsy or somewhere. Um, 
So people buy call that my cheap private label. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's exactly. nobody else can go on it. So that's exactly what bundles are, cheap private label. That's exactly what it is because it's it makes it unique. So it's just yours, especially if you add something like a print on demand or something like that, like mm -hmm. that they can't just go buy at Walmart or something. Like if right. it's, it, you it's, know. If they can't, they can't get the product at all, right? It's yeah. not like they can go to the vendor and take the green and the blue and, and make it together. Right. They can't, they can't grab it at all. So, um, I mean, that's sort of like the founding of why we started the Facebook group. Um, I, I started it thinking like, I've got all these cool ideas on how you can go over there and be a way, be a contrarian like me and be away from the crowd um, and um, do private label. Um, I call it cheap, easy private label yeah. um, without it being just putting your name on a product. It actually is unique. So there's all kinds of ways that you can do um, that and have your own space, which is probably, I mean, you know, there's big people out there and they can compete. I mean, a lot of the sellers that I compete against, you know, when it's not a bundle or it's not exclusive, something like that, they'll kill you for 50 cents. They'll yeah. go under ground, they'll go underwater to get you off the listing. And I'm like, I just don't want, I want, I don't want shifting sands. I don't like confrontation even though yeah. it's not really like confrontation, but you know, I, I just want to have like a place that all I did when I bought that first toy, what all was in my head is I just want to have some place where I can sell something, even if it's like two a day um, of the same thing. And, you know, and, the, and I can stop the crazy, but it yeah. worked out better than that, but you know, it's just a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Well, this, flew by we're already over time oh over. I'm sorry no it's not, I don't mind i have nothing else i have to do tonight but i just want to be respectful of uh, your time and i really appreciate it i just feel so happy to get to do this interview with you and you're definitely one of the first people that oh, some of my first conferences you were a speaker and it's it's fun for anybody watching too like you just never know what's gonna happen because i never you know in a thousand years sitting there in the conference never would have been like oh someday you're gonna have a youtube channel and barbara's gonna be a guest. <laughs> like just never even crossed my mind yeah i finally have a youtube channel so i'm gonna ask you back on mine um i was like man nah, 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 nah. but you know we just i said you know what it's i'm learning what it was the, I, we've only done probably maybe 15 so far um, we started doing it when we couldn't do our meetups anymore. And we were having these really lame online Zoom meetups. And I was like, this is horrible. How are you doing? How are you? It was just, it was terrible. And I was like, you know what? We're, we're here anyway. Let's do some content. And um, I started by asking the people who I wanted to um, learn more stuff about. So I'm like, hey, how do you do this? Like, how do you sell your business? Can you tell me, like, what about this? What about <laughs> so I'm using it as my self-educating tool. So um, I'll be getting you on. That's 100% that. what I've done with Merch Money. Like, people sometimes are like, oh, you're the guru. And this, I'm like, I'm literally just learning. I'm making my own education plan like, with Merch Money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I got to pick the guest every week and it's like, it's literally been me like teaching mm -hmm. myself. Oh, I need to do now. Yeah, exactly. So it's huge. Well, I feel like we didn't have a lot of time to talk about co-merchants or your Facebook group. Do you want to just say a little bit about things that you offer? Um, yeah, so co-merchant is, um, is designed to help you sell on other platforms. Um, initially, we did it to sell on Jet, um, and then uh, Walmart bought them up. 
we were about to go, um, so we designed for Walmart um, and we help you get your account set up and make sure that everything's um, set up the right way. We get your listings loaded, we have pricing and, um, uh, oh my God, postage already built in so you can sync your pricing and your inventory with Walmart and Amazon. And we also have uh, advantage uh, shipping so you don't have to go outside of app to like print over in stamps.com or something like that. Um, and when we onboard you, there is a small fee for onboarding, but we will hold your hand the whole way and make sure that you're live and ready to go. Um, and uh, we also have another software. If you sell on Amazon, it's called EasyKey. And if you're an RA or a wholesale seller, you don't really spend much time optimizing your listings. So EasyKey does it for you. So instead of going oh. to Healing 10 and doing that by hand, you can just bring your listings in, run the software. It tells you all the keywords you missed that your competitors have. Um, wow. So for example, like uh, shower gel gets like 25,000 searches a month. Um, but if you just add the word body wash, you would get a quarter of a million searches a month. You know, um, that's what you would be considered as part of the consideration set. Wow, I didn't even um, know about that, that's awesome. Yeah, and then you just press a button and it posts it into the search terms in your listing. So you don't even have to cut and paste, um, which was um, the big thing for me because it was so tedious. We do a lot of very in-depth optimization on our private label. But, you know, if I sell pickles, I'm not going to optimize pickles because, you know, we could go we could go right to the bottom with it. So the opportunistic stuff, we can do a lot with that. And when we were doing RA, I never had time to do anything. So that was huge. <laughs> Um, oh, and then the Facebook group was started, uh, to, like I said before, we started Amazon exclusive, um, and it used to be custom and exclusive and eventually it'll be e-com exclusive, but we're building it to help people find that safe space. It's a safe space, but not like that. <laughs> it's just like, you know, whether it's helping people get started with wholesale, I hope probably people get started with private label. I sort of see it as a group, like when you do, um, uh, RA and you've had it and you want to start getting your feet wet into wholesale, you can move up through there. Um, we used to have a lot, we talk a lot about how to do wholesale, how to talk to a vendor, how to do private label. Um, the admin is Brenda Sanford um, and she knows been doing private label forever. Uh, she's, she was doing it when you got on a plane and went all over the world and went to all the, she goes to all the factories. She doesn't just go to shows. Um, so she's super knowledgeable and just, just, it's just a, Great place to be <laughs> to learn about kind of stuff like that. So it's been well, thank you so much. So guys, definitely join that group and, and then you can ask questions in there. And um, Patty had a question. Does Walmart print and fulfill our products or do we use our own POD? They do not have POD at all. So yeah. if you want to do POD, you got to do a couple things. So one, you will need to be able to ask them to give you a, um, exemption, right? So you don't have to fulfill so soon and you've got to tell them why you need it. Um, so be creative, like, Oh, you know, we make all our own products and we need some time to make them. Um, and then you tell them what categories you want them in. And then you have, then you have the time for POD to fulfill because otherwise you'll be caught flat footed. Cause we all know, like if you go to a printify or you go, um, you probably can't use merch, probably we don't like merch, but yeah, Walmart doesn't like Amazon. Um, but yeah, it takes time for that to get done. So yeah, you have to do that. And then you have to facilitate taking that order information into the, the print on demand supplier. So would co-merchant 
help with that or no? Because no. <laughs> no. if you if you already like that's more if you're doing private label. Yeah, if you're doing private label, wholesale, RA, physical products. So if you own the stuff that would be in Seller Central. So if you had your print on demand in Seller Central, we could help you do that. Take that right so over. So if, if you pre-print it, basically, if you have some shirts that are already printed and you can list them. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, because we can't read the KDP and know it's yours. We can't read the merch and know right. it's yours. It's actually Amazon's. Yeah. We're just a designer, essentially. All right. Well, this has been fantastic. Is there anything we missed? Anything else you want to say before we go? I have a couple of things, but you'll just have to wait till next time. Oh, that's right. We never even looked at your slides. I'm so sorry. This was no, just no, no. I already talked. I just used them for reference. That's not a big deal at all. But um, there were a couple of teaser. So if you want, you can come to my group and ask me what I didn't tell you, and I'll tell you. <laughs> oh, I like it. Oh, this oh. That bonus was sneaky. Yeah. Okay, bonus content. Go to Amazon exclusive Facebook group. It should be linked um, on Facebook and on YouTube. So wherever you're watching. Um, fantastic. Thank you so much. I had so much fun, Barbara. It's so nice to talk to you. Thank you for letting me like babble on. This is great. great. So nice to see you. Okay. All right. Thanks. Bye, everybody. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week. Bye.